Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Well, hey friends, it is Fearless Friday on the Make Life Matter podcast. And each Friday I share a short but impacting devotion, or I introduce you some of my fearless friends who are making their life matter for the kingdom. And today that is exactly what's happening. I'm sitting down with my fearless friend, Chaplain Jill Henderson. Jill has been a Bible study teacher in the Rappahannock Regional Jail since 2008, right here in my local area. She attends our church, River of Life, and she is such a gift to the body of Christ. She became a chaplain in 2013 through Christ in Action. She attended the Christian Sisters Transition Program since 2012, and she began the monthly meetings, It's All About You. These are designed to encourage and strengthen every woman to know how valued they are in the kingdom of God. She also collaborated to write Ready, Set, Released, which was brought into the jail. Welcome, Jill. I'm so honored to have you here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, I have known you for a long time. I don't want to even say how long because it's going to date us both. (laughs) But we've been friends for a long time. I don't even remember when I first met you, but for people that are new, they're hearing about you for the very first time. You know, I've actually even had the joy of going with you and being at the Christian Sisters Transition Program, being with these beautiful women several times. And uh, I would love to know where your desire to serve in the jails and to these that are transitioning back after time in jail. When did that start for you? Um, probably back in 2007, um, I was asked to do a Bible study at the jail and I, I kind of shrugged it off, but I, I did it. I fell in love with them listening to their stories. Um, it was, it just really, it impacted my life and it just opened up a part of my heart that I didn't even know was there. Um, just hearing them and, and their situations, um, why, why they were incarcerated could be anybody. Wow. And, um, that was probably the part that, you know, that hit me the most, um, that they aren't any different than myself or anybody. Um, and it, it was then that, you know, it kind of reminds me of, um, the Grinch when his heart grew really, really big and burst Mm -hmm. because that, that is what happened. Um, each week when I met with these men and women and bring in the word and they were hungry and they knew they knew the word. They knew where everything was at in that Bible. Um, it was amazing. And if someone is listening, Jill, and they're hearing you say that and something is kind of leaping in them, what would the steps be for someone who might want to serve maybe with COVID and maybe rules or regulations have changed? Do you have to be a chaplain 
to go inside of a jail and minister to men and women? Or what, what encouragement would you give for someone who might want to serve their local jail? Um, and that, that's an awesome question. Um, they could call their local jail and ask for a volunteer application. Um, fill out the application. They'll do a background check. Um, usually takes four to six weeks um, before you're approved. And once you're approved, then it gets put into the hand of the chaplain and they work you into um, the rotation for the Bible studies. So does every jail have a Bible study pretty much? Or if not, maybe they'd be willing to let one start. It sounds like they're pretty open from what I understand. Yes, yes. Most jails offer um, Bible study. They have church on Sundays, typically from 1 p.m. to 4. Um, church services are 15 minutes, so it moves very, very quickly. Um, at Rappahannock, there's 1,700 inmates. So you have, you know, you've got a team of two going through every pod, hitting all of those people. Oh, and, wow. you're going yeah, to them. They're not coming to a central location. Right. And the people that come to church on Sunday, they come expecting big things. Mm. Oh, I love that, Jill. I just love the visual of that. You moving from pod to pod to I'm actually getting emotional just thinking about that and just um, cause Jesus even said, you know, remember when he said, you gave me a cup of water, you clothed me, you visited me when I was sick, you came when I was in jail and you know, his disciples are listening. They said, when did we do these things? And he said, if you've done it unto even just the least of these. And I think sometimes we have to move past whether it's our own discomfort or fear or any number of things that could keep us from even stepping out into that. Uh, you're just encouraging us to move past all of that and see how God um, is going to bless us. It sounds mm-hmm. like you've been just as blessed as I'm sure you are a blessing. And you're there with the women's jails, right? They have men go to the men and women go to the men, uh, to the women. Correct. Correct. Men to the men. So tell me about the Christian sisters transition program. Cause that's something different from the work that you do in the jails. And I'd like to know how some ways we're going to talk about some ways people could get involved so, so what does this do and how are you involved in this? Okay. The Christian Sisters Transition Program has, um, it's a part of, we're the only jail ministry like this that we know of um, in the state of Virginia. Okay. Our, we're, we're the Christian Sisters Christian Brothers Transition Program. And our goal is to reach um, inmates who are trans. And um, we meet once a week, and it's it's hope. It's resources. Um, we work very closely with a staffing company. Um, we started a new program during COVID with the Stafford County and Spotsylvania County Police Department getting inmates jobs that pay well. Um, we, we try to get housing and food. We, we try to help them to transition back, not to have to rely um, on anybody or old ways. Mm. Success. And, you know, um, 
one of the biggest things that they're told is just show up, just show up, give Christ one year. If in one year, your life hasn't changed drastically, let's talk about it. Um, And they're hopeful. They, they absolutely love Saturday mornings. Um, It, it really is a family people you can count on. I love that because you're, you're coming back, transitioning back out of jail at a very vulnerable season in your life where I could understand it would be very easy to slip back into old relationships, unhealthy patterns. And so you're offering an alternative, you're offering support. And um, I, I just think it's beautiful. I've met some of these women. I know them by name. I know their faces. We've had nights where we've taught them how to make body scrubs, how to do makeup, just to know how valuable they are, that they're beautiful from the inside out to rewrite a narrative maybe that has been written over them or that they've believed about themselves and to know. Um, and like you said, I've heard some of their stories, Jill sitting there and, and you're right. If it wasn't just for grace, it could be me. It could very easily be me sitting there um, needing that kind of support to move into the next season of my life. I would love to know maybe one of the most impacting moments you've had positively, whether it's been in a jail or with the, with the Christian sisters transition program, um, what's maybe one of the most impacting stories, moments where you've seen God move. And then I'd love to know one of the greatest challenges that you see women facing as they're transitioning. So something, maybe really a, a, a positive standout moment for you and something that you'd like us to know. That's a real challenge they're facing. This is this story. Um, I met a gal, um, her name is Sarah and she was in and I told her whatever it took, I was all in to get her to meetings. She, all she had to do was call. And she kept telling me about Celebrate Recovery. She kept telling me about CSTP, you know, come to the meeting. So we had decided I was going to pick her up and she invited me to the meeting. And I was like, no, I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'll just be your chauffeur. And she convinced me to come in to the meetings and I never left the meetings. Um, because with Celebrate Recovery, everybody has a hurt, a habit or a hang up. Everybody does. And on Saturday mornings, if we all, you would think that we're the ones blessing the returning citizen, but I can tell you <clears throat> a lot of times they're the ones that are blessing us by, by just seeing them put the action into their life, wanting change. And that's how it was for Sarah. She wanted to change and, um, she did exactly what she had to do to make that happen. I will, I will probably never forget her or the story, um, or the coffees that we shared. I mean, there's a lot more, but Sarah has always been my, I got to know her family and you really do become an extension of, of these people. You really, 
Um, we've had gals that have had to go back in to serve time and people from our group stepped in and raised the little guy for two years. Oh, wow. You know, they just, they did whatever it took. And, um, it's just a, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. It really is. It's, it's family. That's really all I can say. Hmm. And there's more Sarah's in the world, Jill. And, you know, and as you're, we were saying, we're the only center, you're the only program like this in the entire state of Virginia. I just can't help but think that people are listening right now and their heart is breaking, thinking I could do more, you know, I could help in these ways. And so I want them to know how to connect with you. Um, But before we do that, I'd like to know, What do you think one of the greatest challenges, Jill, is as women are transitioning out of jail, what have you seen is one of the greatest challenges facing women in in a very vulnerable, difficult season of their life? Sure. That would definitely be um, not being able to move to move past what they came from. Mm. not being able to get their children back, not being able to get that good job, not just too many negatives mm. um, that are standing. You know, it's like you open one door and you've got, you know, three more doors that you have to go to. And by the end of the day, you're exhausted because you had, you didn't get anywhere. Mm. Um, I just wish there were more possibilities for women so they can because that's all they want is to have their have their kids back and have their family back but it's just it's just very hard yeah i can imagine that that's hard to even hear jill just to think about not only the regret you might be living with which all mm-hmm. of us have had regret in our life like you said we've all had a habit a hurt a hang up and then the choices that we've made and then we can't we can't undo them Sure. On top of that, we feel like we can't get traction to move forward. Um, that's it's it's heartbreaking, and it's just so it's it's just so moving for me to know you and to know the way that you you're like Deborah, who just said, "Listen, this is not going to just happen on my watch. We can do better than this. We can step in. We can stand in the gap." Deborah said, something has to change. It just can't keep going on like this. And so I think we can look at a situation like incarceration or coming out of incarceration and feel like it's too intimidating for us to know what to do. Um, I felt that when I went to Africa, the need is great. You get overwhelmed by it. So you end up doing nothing. And I just want us to listen to you, Jill, today and think, listen, we can do something. So you can call your local jail. You could say, what could I do to be a part of it? Is there a volunteer program? Perhaps you love the word of God and you would love to go in and teach a Bible study um, or you'd want to, to be a part of starting something like this. So you have a Facebook page, Jill, the CSTP, which stands for Christian Sisters Transition Program. You can message Jill right there. You could say, listen, I heard the podcast and I want to get more involved in, and then you fill in the blank. I want to become a chaplain. I want to be involved in my jail. And there's another uh, very practical way that you're helping inmates this year, Jill, and people that live locally could actually be a part of donating right here in Virginia, or no matter where they live, 
they can give online. So let us know what you're doing. This is uh, such a neat idea. I'm calling it stuff the sock for lack of a better name, but you're doing socks for inmates. This is something you've done almost every year. So tell us what's happening and why this is a need. Okay. Every year, um, we have um, area churches that collect um, white tube socks. Everything has to match and we have to collect at least 1,700 pair so everybody can get a pair. And this year is the first year that the jail is letting our group actually stuff the socks um, filled with um, the little shampoo toothpaste, toothbrush, um, and that will be inside their stock, their socks given to them on Christmas morning. I love that. I love this idea. We've done it before at the church. If you live locally to where we are here in Fredericksburg, Virginia, you can drop socks off and toiletries right at River of Life. Or uh, Jill is actually our accountant and bookkeeper for the church. So we can, we've set it up to where you can go to rolva.org, which is our website for River of Life. And you can make a donation right there if you don't live locally, but you're listening and you're saying, well, how can I help? You know, yes, you can call your own local jail and community if you have one near you. But if you want to be a part of this and help give socks and toiletries, maybe you can give $10. Maybe you want to get together as a family with your kids and say, hey, can we help this year? And part of their stocking is going to be to stuff a sock for someone else. So what a beautiful gesture that we can do. We can all do something. And uh, you can go to rolva.org, which is riveroflifevirginia.org, and make a donation there and just put socks for inmates. Jill will see that. She will know that's what the donation is coming in for. Or CSTP, the Facebook page. And that's another way that you can serve. Jill, is there anything else you want people? to know before you pray over us today, maybe, maybe a myth or a, the wrong idea that they might have, or any other thing that you'd like to leave us with today? I think the biggest thing is, again, that everybody deserves a second chance. We all make mistakes every day. Some are bigger than others. And the ramifications sometimes are greater, but everybody deserves that second chance. So my my biggest is that just to continually to pray for them, um, because nine times out of 10, you know, they're alone. Um, there is no connection to the outside world when they're when they're sitting in that cell. They need they need the hope. Mm, that's so good. That's something we can all do. If you're listening, you're thinking, well, I can't serve or I'm overextended or whatever you can pray. Would you just put inmates on your prayer list and maybe Mm -hmm. just starting there? I remember Jill, my dad was at a service about China, maybe 15, 20, maybe more than that, 20 years ago, it was a missionary to China. And they said, would somebody or a few people here, would you commit to praying for China every week. And my dad faithfully did that, Jill, you know, my father, and he faithfully prayed for China every week for years. And finally, the Lord opened up a way and he went to China, worked with the underground church in China. So you never know what God is going to do. And we just give him our yes and say, absolutely. The least I can do 
pray. Maybe you go to pull on a sock in the next week. It's getting colder outside. We're wearing our boots now. And you put that sock on and you pause right there. Well, that's something I can do. I wear my socks around the house. Every day when I put them on, I could stop and say, we're going to pray for inmates. And, uh, and I'm just thinking of this idea, Jill, I don't know if it's something we could do, but I would even love to see little prayers included in the socks, maybe prayer cards that, that we could make and, and include those. So, I mean, who knows how God wants to see things, you know, grow from this. So guys, let's be praying. That's the least we can do. The holidays are times of great celebration, but they're also times of great loneliness, especially for people that are spending the holiday season incarcerated and behind bars. And uh, we all have bars of some kind in our life. And so Jill is physically literally going behind bars and she's pulled back the curtain a bit to give us a glimpse into what that is like for her. Jill, thank you for the way that you serve as chaplain, the way you love um, love, especially on these women that have come out and that are transitioning. And I just want to ask you to just pray over our listeners as we close our time together. Okay. Our gracious and heavenly father. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, father, God, Lord, for enabling us Lord, to tell, to tell the story, father, Lord, they're your people, father. And I just ask father that everybody that hears Lord, this just this little bit, Father God, would commit to pray, Lord God, um, would commit, Father, to maybe make a phone call, to become a pen pal, to, to write, Lord, I just ask that you would give these listeners revelation, Lord Jesus, I thank you, Father, for this time, and I thank you, Lord, um, for this platform, and it's in your name, I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at angeladenadiovov, and Instagram at angeladenadio. Until next week, let's make life matter.